What's up, everyone? Uh, this Welcome back to ep- Season 1, Episode 2 of the Elf and Browns podcast. Um, it's draft day, and I'm really excited. I think there's plenty of exciting things to talk about. There's plenty of, of storylines for Browns fans to get excited about, to talk about, to think about, and just really be able to look forward to the positivity and the things going on with this team as we move towards the 2020 season. I, I really wanted to pull together a quick podcast this morning just to talk about a lot of things that I'm seeing reported on and and things that are going through my head right now. Uh, the first one is from Justina Anderson, and she sent out a tweet that says, I'm told acquiring Trent Williams is still on the table for the Browns. Nothing is imminent or super close right now, but the Browns are keeping their thumb on the situation, meaning something still may or may not happen with Trent before the draft. And uh, I think that's a, a storyline we've seen a lot about leading up to the draft that Trent Williams may or may not be an option for the Browns. And for me, I would love if he was part of the Browns, but as always, I'm just interested what that price tag looks like. Are they going to have to give a second round pick? I'm not in. Are they going to have to give that 97th pick that they actually got when they traded away Duke Williams or Duke Johnson? I'm sorry. And yes, I, I would be 100% on board with something like that. So just just remember, it's cost is key because Trent Williams always will want that new contract when he comes over, and that'll be about 14 to $15 million uh, per year, I think, if he comes over. So that that's a big price tag and just something you need to consider with some of the other additions that are needed. Uh, another tweet uh, from Football Chops. One big thing Adam mentioned was that college football potentially in flux. Could we see a crazy amount of guys in the supplemental draft this summer? Might be a whole nother draft in July. And that's something I've reached out to a couple people about just because it's something that I've been thinking about personally. And and just keep in mind that the NCAA canceled their tournament and they just said, no, it's not going to happen. And there's a strong possibility that this COVID-19 thing really takes us into uh, into the fall. And if that happens, will the 2020 college football season be canceled? We start there. If they announce that early enough, are uh, players who are draft eligible going, they could have been part of this class, can they enter, enter the supplemental draft? And if that happens, what does that look like? Could you imagine people just like throwing around first round picks for like a Travis Etienne or so someone like that, that that enters the draft that 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 really has the potential to be a big impact, and it and it makes sense these these young people may want that money in their pocket right now. Um, Aaron Goldhammer from ESPN Cleveland. I just thought this was funny, so I I wanted to include it. Trent Williams in number two for Odell Vernon in number 10. And I I think there an iteration of that makes sense. It made me laugh when I saw it. But but what makes sense to me is if you do Trent Williams number 2 and I actually tweeted this out for Odell number 10 and then um if you included David Joku in 97. And that makes sense to me because it would really give the Browns an opportunity to... uh, I I don't think Vernon is a big enough asset to really get this type of deal done. But just in my mind's eye, that makes both sides better. The Redskins get to uh, put a little bit more weapons around 
Dwayne Haskins, and the Browns get number two, which from what I understand, Joe Woods is a big fan of Chase Young, and uh, they still get Trent Williams. So uh, that, that would be something interesting. Uh, players available. Uh, this is from Mike Lombardi that went out, and uh, there's only one name that was actually on here that I wanted to bring up, and that was Malik Hooker from the Indianapolis Colts. He's dealt with some injuries, but he's an Ohio State guy, so he would kind of be coming back home. And coming out, he was a big-time athlete, ball hawk. He, he is that deep safety that the that the Browns could really use that uh, that I think they're still really looking to add to the, to the secondary on their squad. So uh, d- definitely a big possibility there. Um, finally, uh, last couple I'll, I'll get through, uh, draft tidbits from Ian Rappaport that, uh, Mekhi Becton is player scouts get most excited about potential on. Andrew Thomas is the most overlooked publicly who goes the highest. Becton, he, he had the, the red flag for, uh, for marijuana or the red flag drug test from the combine. Andrew Barry came out and said, Hey, this isn't a big deal. This isn't something I'm going to get into, but but we've also brought in people with with failed drug tests before. Not necessarily when he was GM, but it was Jabril Peppers when John Dorsey was was kind of running the show. So just something to keep in mind. Andrew Thomas is just getting so much love right now, and uh, finally, it's just interesting that so much is going on with Yannick Ngakwe and. In the, I, I like the idea of the Browns being in on so many veterans, but kind of like I mentioned off the top with Trent Williams, is when you start adding these veterans that are going to expect long-term deals, just remember whether it's Ngakwe, Williams, Jamal Adams is a possibility. When you're adding these uh, superstars to your roster, oftentimes the reason they're available is because they're going to want to be paid or they're malcontent. So when they get paid, it's probably going to be like a top five contract at their position. And the Browns just need to really focus on what the future looks like and how something like that would impact potentially signing Baker Mayfield, Denzel Ward, definitely signing Miles Garrett, and just what what the overall impact to your team looks like when you make those big picture moves. And... Similar to Jadavian Clowney, if you're going to bring him in, and I, I have read his price tag is down, uh, he, it's looking like he might be a little bit closer to uh, 13 to 15 million. Well, that's 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 still doable, but it's not just one year you're going to be putting up that price tag for, like you're doing with Vernon right now. Vernon, you you're out of his deal after this year. Clowney, you would likely be signing on for two to three years. And that's going to put him as part of what you're doing right now with with those pieces I mentioned earlier. So again, it's just always that higher level, different picture of thinking of what does this team look like when you make these additions. And the team is better. We want to win. Uh, I, I do think that's that's what gets lost with my part of the message sometimes is, Oh, you're you're thinking about thing. You're thinking about these draft picks like they're all going to hit, or you're looking at the team and you don't want to win. I do want to win, but I don't want to mortgage the future of this roster and what's being built 
just so that I can have instant gratification. We live in an instant gratification society. We're always looking for that. Yes, give, give me everything. And that's not necessarily what is prudent for the Browns moving forward, especially with this new regime. They were aggressive in free agency, like they said. They are giving a, a an alignment form of thinking to what this roster build looks like. So them just completely throwing caution to the wind and saying, we are going to bring in all these high-priced veterans and destroy the salary cap and whatever future and the rollover and draft picks and everything else, then you're going to be in the same position the the Rams or the LA Rams are in right now where they got rid of Todd Gurley. They, they let so many pieces from their defense go this offseason. They are... Uh, they traded away Brandon Cooks. There's just so many pieces of that team that, yeah, they they work. They're good pieces, and they're at, the Rams are actually going to be paying them to be on someone else's squad, but they couldn't afford to keep them all. They couldn't field a good roster with with the salary cap right now. They, if I remember correctly, they didn't even have enough to pay their incoming rookies. So, don't mortgage your future. Look at the long-term approach and how this team can be built. It, it's it's that old adage, Rome was not built in a day. The Browns were not built in, in a day. And this regime cannot flip this roster in just one offseason and one draft. It just takes more time. Um, that's all I'm going to do for today. I'm really excited to, to do this quick hitter episode with some things that I've been seeing on social media. And I'm definitely going to come back with a quick reaction podcast after the Browns have, whether it's pick 10, whether they trade down, whether they trade up, which I think is a possibility, uh, as I kind of alluded to earlier. So excited to, to keep bringing these podcasts, these quick hitters for people to have for their commute to their basement maybe. Uh, we'll see if anyone's listening. But thank you again for joining me on the Elf and Browns podcast. Planning on doing some guests sometime soon, but as of right now, I'm just excited to be able to, to start doing this, ramp it up a little bit, and get some of my thoughts out there. Take it easy.